How is everyone? Hello. How are we this morning? Um, if there is a seat in front of you that is empty, look at your neighbor and tell them, neighbor, that must be your seat. The neighbor is back season two. Thank you, neighbors, for doing a very good job. Thank you, neighbors. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Good morning. How are we this new year? Happy new year. Yeah, the last time some of us were here, I have never seen Marcus as excited as he was on the day when Argentina was actually scoring a goal. That he was carrying chairs and balloons up on stage. And the way Sam danced when France equalized. Dama, you should, Dama, you should have been here to see how Sam was dancing. <laughs> He's like, but we have video footage as evidence. <laughs> we have evidence. We have evidence. Um, but it's a beautiful Sunday to be in God's house. And I believe God has a word for us this morning. But before we continue, uh, my wife had a word that she wanted to share. So let's encourage her as she comes. <laughs> this is a new for me. Um, I am Simba or Helen. Oh, okay. So let me breathe first. Breathe. Okay. Um, Jesus, help me. Um, so I will read uh, Psalms. Can everybody hear me? Okay. Uh, Psalms um, 103. And then I will explain uh, what I'm supposed to say. Um, praise the Lord, my soul. On my being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul. And do not forget how kind he is. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He keeps me, uh, he keeps me from grief and blesses me with love and mercy. He, f uh, he fills my life with goodness, good things, so that I stay young and strong like ego. Amen. And uh, while, while we were praying... I kept, I kept hearing this, like, when you're coming in, you will, you will not live empty. Amen. But you need to position yourself in a place of receiving. So as you come in, as you come in, you will not live empty. And I assure you that this year, you will not live empty. Position yourself. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you for that word. Amen. Where to start? Happy New Year once again. I see this New Year has brought new things. One Victor now is wearing glasses. Previously he was not wearing glasses. 
two, there is a couple during this uh, brief period of time, they changed their status from dating to being engaged. We celebrate them, uh, Esther and uh, Felix. If, if you do not know who Felix is, Felix, please stand up. Yeah, he's not dating himself. Thank you, Terence. And your fiancé, you can stand up as well. And yeah, I just wanted, I just wanted to chomea Felix a bit. I just wanted to put a spotlight on Felix a bit. But um, all is well. All is well. So, let's celebrate the band as well. Thank you so much, team. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Amen. 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 Okay. So we have begun 2023. And the conviction I have over this year is that this is our best year yet. Hello? Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor. <laughs> neighbor? <laughs> this is going to be your best year yet. Please, don't blame me. I have... I have... If I... Let me, let me accumulate... Let me accumulate. The two weeks that we were not meeting, each, each Sunday I have seven turned to your neighbor. So that is seven plus seven plus another seven. And because Ella and Ezra will not respond kindly, every time I look at them and tell them, turn to your neighbor, they just look at me and say, Papa, I'm tired. No, this is the first time. You can't be tired yet. I've been saving up the turn to your neighbors. Uh-uh. That's why you had one extra week to just rest. Now we are moving into the rhythms of meet and turn to your neighbor. <laughs> but I believe that this is going to be our best year yet. And I believe that the best is upon us to be able to grasp. But as we prepare and as we look towards 2023, my assignment this morning is to remind you of some basic things and to fire in you and in, in your spirit something that will help you that the vibrancy that we have on this first Sunday, that we will be able to sustain that vibrancy as we continue being in anticipation of all that God is doing and is about to do. Because as the years go by, one of the things that happens is this. We always welcome the year with such fire, such vigor, such noise, such noise pollution, such eh, 
We do all we can to be able to say we are crossing into the new year. Month one. Month two. Month three. By the time it reaches month six, we are asking, ah, is this the same Marcus that was celebrating and ushering the year in such vigor? Where is the Marcus that was celebrating and doing all these things? But we meet, we, we, beyond being able to usher in a new year because it's a norm and the hype of it, we must be able to tap into what God is saying and doing and in that space remain hopeful throughout the year. Let me say it again. That our hope and our vibrancy does not just steam out of crossing into a new day of a new year. But it comes out of us remaining in Christ. That as we remain in Christ, the hope of glory, then we remain in a state of anticipation over all that he is about to do. Let me say it again. I'm saying this. That our vibrancy is not about just crossing over into a new year, but our vibrancy is in knowing that just because we still have life within us, that God is not yet done with us. That there is still an assignment that is uniquely given to each and every one of us that God is expecting us to step into. And because of that, hope must be there. Because of that, we must be able to remain in a place of anticipation. If it does not happen in the first month, it does not mean that it will not happen, but that we keep on waiting upon the Lord. So let me tell you a bit about 2023. I am believing for 2023, there will be new opportunities. And you know, with new opportunities also represents new stretching. New stretching. Because if you receive the same opportunities you received last year, that is not growth. Hello? If you receive the same opportunities that you received last year, check yourself. Check your run. Hello? I'm excited Julia is Juliana, not Julia, Juliana. Juliana. Juliana is directing a film. And it's a season of new opportunities, but it is not the same, the same opportunities that we had last year. So they, it will call for stretching. Because in stretching, there is growth. Mary O. I am believing that she will have more and more contracts to do makeups for film and industry across this country. Again, new opportunities. And they are stretching opportunities. Opportunities that without God, you cannot even be able to do it alone. That allows growth to come. I believe that it will be a year of new challenges. 
Hello? You know, I want to tell you the truth. Because challenges will come. There is never a road that is flat. Just going through until you reach the end. There are turns. But how we navigate the turns ensures we do not lose momentum in the process and in the journeys that we are on. And I am praying that the challenges that will come will not cause us to lose momentum. Hello? I believe that there are new divine appointments for 2023. And so, you know, a divine appointment is one that you need to be attentive and alert so that you do not miss it. Hello? There is new hope that God is instilling and pressing into us even as we continue. But I also believe even as we press on to all that God is doing in 2023, there are things within 2020 that we need to be able to shut. The things that did not go well. The things that went well. That we must be able to draw the line on the ground and say, 2022 was all that it was, but I am crossing over and I am having new sight and I am having a new, um, new strength to get hold of everything that God is laying ahead for me to get a hold of. If it was a business that went wrong, dust yourself off. Receive strength from the Lord and move forward. If it was a relationship that did not go well, maybe you had even gotten the suit that you wanted to wear for the wedding. It's okay. Dust it off. Prepare. New doors will open along the way. But we must be able to resolve and close those doors to be able to enter into new doors that God is opening. God will never open a new door if you're still stuck on the door handle of the old season. At the, ah, me, I'm still waiting. God, here, something has to come through. You've waited and waited. and just, <laughs> Something has to come through. Uh-uh. Close that door so that a new door can open. So, two things that I want to talk about this morning, if time will allow. Um, I want to talk about press and dream. Press and dream. Press and dream. And so, one is that in when talking about pressing and dreaming, as we knock down the doors and as we march on, on to 2023, one, we must be able to press in prayer. Hello? Turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, press in prayer. If your neighbor does not look convincing, look at the other neighbor and tell them, press in prayer. I see uh, Gitonga is convinced that the neighbor is convinced, so he has, not need, he has no need to turn to another neighbor. That is good when your neighbor cooperates. And I mean this. Um, there is a quote from uh, Timothy Keller. It should be up on the screen. And he says, prayer is the only ent entryway into genuine self-knowledge. 
it is also the main way we experience deep change, the reordering of our lives. Prayer is how God gives us so many of the unimaginable things he has for us. Indeed, prayer makes it safe for God to give us many of the things we most desire. It is the way we know God, the way we finally treat God as God. Prayer is simply the key to everything we need to do and be in life. And it's quite packed. And we are going to talk about our, our time and our season of prayer. But we do not just do prayer as, what's the word? As a religious thing, whereby we've crossed over, it's time for us to pray. No, no. Because we have been called to be able to live in prayer. In all things, at all times, make your request be known to God. But more than anything, even as we look into all that God is laying for us to take hold of, one of the key things that we need to be able to sustain and to press into is that we need to press in prayer. Because as we pray, we are able to see the unimaginable things that God has laid hold of for us to take. You know, these things, as we pray about them, they form or they start. Let me not be weird, but let me just say, then I'll explain. They form from, you know, faith is getting things even before they exist and pulling them into the realm where you are. Because they, some things do not just happen. It needs you to be able to pray, pray them into existence. And as we pray them into existence, we are able to pull them from what God deposits in our spirits into something that we can be able to see and hold. That just because it's not there, it does not mean we give up. But it means we contend in prayer until it forms. Of course, things that are in the will of God. Then we can pull them in. Hello? Then it forms. Then it becomes something that is seen. Then we are saying, we are not just saying we are starting off in prayer so that if we are building our Rampant. It is, it is okay. So that if we are, I'm playing it safe. If we are standing on our rampants, our prayer closets, it does not mean that this is only the prayer closet that we only get to stand on come January. And then afterwards, we continue doing our own things and doing our own things and then we forget our places of prayer. But we are saying that for us to be able to grab hold of everything, tell your neighbor everything, that God has laid hold of us to be able to take in, we must be able to press in prayer, not once, but make it a continuous habit. That every single time we come, in our anxieties, in our worries, in our unknowns, in the things that we think we know, in the things that we do not think we know, in the things that scare us, in the things that do not scare us, that we come and we stand on our ramparts. 
and we seek after the face of the Lord. That way, even when, you know, they were saying the economy this year might be the worst that we had even before COVID. Me, I'm like, that is not the report of the Lord. That is never the, that has not been communicated to me by the Lord. But being able to go in prayer, pressing in prayer, to be able to say that may have been what has been said, but that is not the reality of where I will live in. Hello? Because we, we, we read Habakkuk chapter 2 from verse 1 to 3. And let me just read it again from the New King James. I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. And so I kept asking myself, what is a rampart? The other English words for I saw being used for rampart is a bulwark. At least Hima knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. So a rampant or a bulwark is almost a defensive position that one can take up when they are securing and defending themselves. Hello? I know some, some, some guys will understand because they've seen this in movies. When you... Eh? Even ladies. So, sorry, sorry. I, I, you know, I do not want to start 2023 with controversy. So, sorry, sorry, sorry. So, the ladies and the gentlemen will understand this. When you want to fortify a city, it's almost like you, you put up a defensive position in some, in, in some part of that city. And you are doing this to secure the city from attacks. Hello? That we do not secure our city by assuming that God is on our side, so we do not need to pray. We can just continue on living the way we are living. You secure a city by putting on a high place whereby first and foremost, you can see when the enemy is coming. You secure it by ensuring even if a bomb will come and explode near that safe place, that rampant that you've built, that it can survive the shockwave of a bomb. Hello? Are we together? We are together? So as you do that, you are doing and you're lacing your boots up in prayer. And you are making a stand in prayer. And as you do that, you can be able to see when the enemy is coming. The problem is, we always assume and we never see when the enemy is coming. And by the time we realize it, it's too late. And we suffer the consequences. Okay. Continues to say, verse 2. Then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. 
For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry. It is important we press in prayer for 2023 so that God can give us the vision that we each as individuals need to run with for 2023. Okay, let me repeat it again. Or turn to your neighbor and tell the neighbor. Your vision for 2022 was excellent. But we are in 2023 now. So you need to go and get the updated version. So you, you, you cannot run with your vision 2020 and we're in 2023. It won't work. It won't work. So it is wisdom to make it a priority to seek the Lord continuously for the year. So, yeah, we, okay, that we will talk about more and more. Philippians 4, um, 6 to 7, the message, the verse that I read before. Um, don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. Letting God know your concern. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness. Everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Such a powerful, powerful scripture that we need to be able to make reference of and actualize for us that let's replace worry with prayer. Let's replace worry with praise. Let's replace um, almost like a defeatist mentality with what Christ has done and is doing. Two, we need to press in faith. Tell your neighbor, press in faith. <laughs> if there is an attitude that we consistently need to have as believers is an attitude of faith. Hello? Even if you do not see it, you are pushing through because of faith. Faith is not the absence of logic. Faith is not the absence of logic, and I'll tell you why. Faith is not an absence of logic because you are counting on God who has a proven record of always doing what he has said he will do. So in essence, lack of faith is what is illogical. If one plus one equals two, then, <laughs> let me repeat. Faith is not logical. Ah, sorry. Faith 
is logical. And I say faith is logical because of this major argument. That we have seen him do it in the past. And he has a proven record of doing what he has said. And so, if he has a proven record of doing what he has said, then having faith in him who has done what he has said makes sense and it is a logical move. Don't, I've been stewing on this for quite a while. So don't worry. Don't worry. So when we do not have faith in God, it means that we are not the ones who are applying logic. Because we are applying, uh, we are putting our faith in something that does not have an, a 100% record of doing whatever it is that needs to be done. If we put our faith in ourselves, that is among us the most uh, the illogical things we can ever do. Because we have proven track records of giving up when we said we would not give up. We have a proven record of after we had placed our trust in someone, someone letting us down. But still would be saying, ah, no, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me try and do it my own way. Even after seeing that your own way does not work. So if there's one attitude that we need to be able to resolve within ourselves is to be able to trust and have faith in God. <laughs> you know, Bible, there's a story of Abraham. And there's some verses, Romans chapter 4, verse 18. There's, there's, a, 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 there's a Bible verse that talks about even when it did not make sense, humanly speaking, that Abraham believed in God. Even when he did not make I want to dare you this year. I want to dare you this year. Are you ready for my dare? I want to dare you to believe God even in the things that do not make sense humanly speaking. Because you have relied on what makes sense humanly speaking and here you are. What's the worst that could happen? The worst that would happen is the same thing which I, 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 I know it can't be the case. But you've relied on this is how we do things. This is how we do things. Here, here we are. Here we are. Here you are. I dare you to trust and believe in what God is asking you to do. I dare you to have a consistent attitude of faith even when you can't see it. Hannah and Gabriel are doing herbs and spices, horticulture, all that. I dare you to do something that others are not doing as the Lord speaks to you. 
Marcus, you are laughing. I come to you as well. I dare you. As a chef, Frank is saying, I dare you to come back to the Oshik team. I'm not, the, the ultimate thing is that I dare you to hear from God and to do what God asks of you. Let me not say I dare you to get a wife, then you come saying, Pastor, you said, you said, you said, uh-uh, uh-uh, <laughs> what the Lord tells you, so hearken your ears to listen. So, Romans chapter 4, verse 17 to 18, it says this uh, from the message translation. We call Abraham father, not because he got God's attention by living like a saint. But because God made something out of Abraham when he was a nobody. Isn't that what we've always read in scripture? God saying to Abraham, I set you up as a father of many people. Abraham was first named father and then became a father because he dared to trust God to do what only God could do. Raise the dead to life. With a word, make something out of nothing. When everything was hopeless, Abraham believed anyway, deciding to live not on the basis of what he saw he couldn't do, but on what God said he would do. And so he was made father of a multitude of peoples. God himself said to him, you are going to have a big family, Abraham. And then Hebrews chapter 8, um, no, Hebrews 11 verse 8 to 11, still talking about faith. And it talks about how for Abraham, he had seen a city that had not been built by human hands. And so because of that, his faith was grounded. So, the attitude of faith looks like having absolute confidence in God. That what God has said he will do, he will do. But the way of faith is being able to do what God has asked you to do. So the way of faith is actioning the things of faith that God asks you to do. So over the course of this year, be keen, be alert, be on your rampant places to hear what God asks of you and be ready to do what God asks you to do. Amen. Amen. We can stand on our feet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Jesus. This morning, I'm not sure where we are in our faith levels, but I just want us to, with every eye closed, assess, just assess, where is your faith level at? Are you standing this morning saying, I believe all that God says that he is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we could think, ask, or imagine. Can you with confidence say, I know that whatever he says, he will do. Have you allowed a sense of unbelief? And you know, unbelief is as minimal as doubt. Because the enemy always wants to introduce doubt. Can God really be able to do this thing? Maybe you are standing here and there are things that you have been believing God for and it seems as if they have taken ages upon ages. Me, I came here that we can join our faith in being able to say, Lord, what you have said you will do, you will do. And to draw on the ground, on the sand of 2023, that those things that you've been waiting for, for God to do, we are declaring that this is a season for God to do them. That his hand is great. His hand is able to bring to pass all that he has said over our lives. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. We're also going to believe for, because I, I, I see it, like almost like in, I, I see it, someone or some people still holding on to some doors and they've clung on those doors even when they've felt the Lord is saying, it's time you close these doors. For the grace to be so real to allow us to be obedient to all that God is saying and all that God is doing. So just open your mouth and just just pray and just in any of the areas that I've mentioned, just just pray, just pray, just ask, just ask the Lord, just ask the Lord, just call on his name. Father, we thank you. Father, we bless you. Father, we honor you. Father, we bless you. Father, we bless you. Father, we Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This morning, 
I'm going to pray. And we are going to pray for that which is the seemingly impossible things that people are waiting for for God to come and do. So if you're here and you are trusting and believing in things that have seemed impossible, I want you to come to the front and just line up here and we're going to pray and agree together this, this morning. The seemingly impossible thing because we are believing in the God who specializes that there is nothing that is hard with the Lord. I am convinced of the fact that there is nothing that is hard with the Lord. So even as you come, just open your mouth and just, just surrender it to the Lord. And for those who are on the other side, just open your mouth and if you can just pray and stretch out your hands to the ones who are forward and just cover them in prayer and just cover them in prayer and cover them in prayer and cover them in prayer and cover them in prayer. <laughs> Shara da 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 da